Cheeky postmodernist bitch. past 10 it's the 14th of november 2018 the chinese year of the pinger and we are back once again with the ill behavior something or other renegade master we're here we're bloody lobsters we're not fucking about we've got lobsters right yep and we just yeah with yeah sail hating hail satan as they say in the chat why not? You've got to worship something. Is it going to be the Yankee dollar? Is it going to be the Lord Beelzebub? Is it going to be coffee and memes? Steady job, a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. If you're getting on, you're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy and that's funny and it's 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 kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you and if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen of the Flat Earth, welcome to Threshold.fm, welcome to YouTube, welcome to Coffee and Memes, welcome to the crazy world of Arthur Brown, welcome to the crazy world of Will Rankin, he's just in a room with no windows, on his own, trying to make something of his life, trying to, trying to make my parents proud, trying to, you know, make my ancestors proud. They, they, you know, they died for our opportunity to do it. And fuck, you got to try and do something with your life. You can't sit around on your ass all day eating pies. As much as I would like to sit around on my ass eating a pie out of a bowl, 
just with my hands, just with my filthy, unclipped nails, just pouring at the Frey Bantos pie and then just jamming its sludgy mess down my feed tube while watching reruns of the OC and crying, crying onto my my sodden, <laughs> my sodden pie-soaked blouse. As much as I would like to spend my days doing that, I owe it to the brave men and women of our country that died for our right to do so. So, I'm, at, I'm here, I'm playing music, I'm talking about sex dolls, I'm pretty sure it's what they would have wanted. There's some decent, honest, God-fearing lobsters in the chat. And it's bloody great to have you all on board. Who we got? Tom Cam, Tom Ryan, uh, Ariel Akim, Pine Pine, uh, Natas Kupas, uh, Stin Stin. It's a bloody IKEA catalogue in the chat as well. Oh, you're all neurofunk producers. Sam Howard, I am the drummer, bass farmer, Squidgy Beats, uh, Dismore, Mr. Mark, Chode Rider. Oh, they're all in there. They're just decent, honest folk out for a better way of life, out to try and make themselves useful in the world. What more to life is there than that? There's some fine sacks of bangers in there. Oh, Tony Genesis in the chat. Uh, is Man, got some new bits by Spy. Uh, Urban Dawn. Noi. Zia. Uh, Black Sun Empire. High Contrast. Uh, Spur. Or Spore. Not sure. Never heard of him before. Uh, Optive. Mr. F- Mr. Frankie. Pythi- Py- 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 Pisces. Pythias, they're all in there. They're all good. Oh my god, this stuff is getting seriously tied potty today. I warn you, stuff is getting tied potty. Uh, thank you again to Inside Info who came on the show yesterday. If you haven't listened to that already, it's on the YouTube, it's on the podcast, it's a lot of fun. Also, last night I had a chat with Akira the Don. He's a wonderful man. We're trying to untangle the twisted mess of mental health in the music industry and how to mitigate against the evils of the industry. Talking about community, talking about groups of lobsters. That's on YouTube. If you want to watch it, I suggest you do. It is a good chat. It's probably it's worth an hour and a half of your time, in my opinion. It's only a small part of the crazy, twisted mess that is mental and physical health in the music industry, but I implore you all to listen to it. It's good. On Friday, I will be joined by Justin from Counter-Strike, uh, he is a genuine South African, and he is going to be putting forward uh, his opinions on why hard drum and bass uh, should be the only music people are allowed to listen to. And I think that's it's fine by me. Uh, but until then, oh, I've got a right old bag of madness. So let's just get let's just crack straight in. Police on hunt for woman accused of stealing six hundred dollars worth of dildos from adult shop. Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Police are on the hunt for three women who've been accused uh, of stealing $600 worth of dildos from an adult shop. Uh, You'd think $600 Australian dollars worth roughly about £17 worth of dildos would be hard to slip underneath your coat um, or into your bag, but apparently the women managed to hide the items inside their clothing, oi oi, uh, before escaping the store without paying. Uh, uh, (laughs) All right, maybe maybe they're trying to flog them. Maybe they're just they're just so sex starved. These these poor they're probably those some of those poor horny housewives that you see advertised on the pornography sites. These poor, poor horny housewives. They're so horny they can barely do their, their housework and they just need a young buck to go around there and almost as a sort of public service, 
because uh, they're so horny. You know, they're so horny that they're now stealing dildos from sex shops because that's how horny they are. And uh, their horniness is going to waste. And if some of these young men that are spending their time on, on the pornography sites, because you would think if you were a very horny housewife and you wanted, you know, one of these, these young gentlemen to come around and sort of stop, the, you know, cure the horniness, where would be the best place to advertise? Well, it would be a pornography site because that's where men are going to sort of relieve themselves, isn't it? So you've got you really do have your target demographic right there. So maybe those adverts on the pornography sites are real. Worth thinking about. Anyway, um, right, okay. So, uh, but apparently the women managed to hide the items up their clothing before escaping the store without paying, even though one of them was wearing lace pants and a crop top. I'd almost be impressed if it wasn't illegal. Uh, The women were in the adult superstore Libido in Perth's Northbridge on Sunday, the 11th of November. They were caught on CTDV in the store around 12 noon. Um, One of the... Oh, no. Just turn turn after midnight. My apologies. Two of the women reportedly removed the packaging of four high-end dildos. Uh, before concealing them in their clothes while staff members were distracted with other customers. One of the women entered first and stole one of the sex toys before returning with a friend, uh, presumably uh, saying something like, hey, look, I know you're a, you're a horny housewife as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, no, I am, I am really horny. And a housewife. Oh, I've, uh, I've just stolen this dildo, and you should too. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, why not? Uh, they took three dildos priced between $85 and $140. Uh, that's sort of seven pounds English money and 15 pounds respectively uh, into the changing room without the staff members noticing. They then left the packaging in the changing room and left with the dildos hidden in their clothes. Uh, according to the Mail Online, store owner Gary Smith explained that the women had stolen his best-selling vibrators, <sighs> one of which is the Come Hither Rabbit. Mm, valued at $280, roughly £7.50. Um, police have <laughs> released images of the women in a bid to find out who they are. Uh, they're really good pictures as well. That there's, If you know these people, they're obviously they're not going to have too much trouble finding them. They're very well-dressed, young, attractive women. I, one of them looks a bit like Claire Danes out of um, Homeland. I'd say best of luck to them. They seem like a canny bunch of lasses. I want to party with them. Uh, I want to go to a dubstep club with them. There's a good dubstep club in Perth that I've played. I can't remember what it's called, but it's good. It's got a nice garden. And uh, I'd like to go there. I'd like to party. I'd like to take shots in the club with them at the bar with my homies. Shots at the bar with my homies in the club. And um, yeah, and then just, just get into... And then they could peg me. I just peg me to within an inch of my life. Uh, I've, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Right, can we use the lobster to operate the iPad? That's a good question, isn't it? No. This is Rock the House by Spy. It's on that new hospital compilation. It's a naughty bit of gear. It is. It's a little bit rascal. It's a little bit digi. Bit naughty. Bit fucking cheeky. No, I mean, son. Do you? Don't you know what I fucking mean? Lobsters. Get your act together. Frost them out. Frost them out. Frost them out. Frost them out. 
He's in the chat. Been a while, brother. this tune called okay cool uh it's by spy spy and uh it's on the new hospital comp uh and it's a naughty bit of gear by all accounts that wins today's naughtiest bit of gear award well maybe i should wait till the end of the show to decide such a such an accolade right okie dokie let's get into the good stuff where are we it's gone oh no here we are oh no there we go man 35, Mary's hologram of a 16-year-old pop star in cross-dimension wedding. Lobsters. <sighs> Weird flex, but okay. A uh, 35-year-old school administrator from Japan has married the hologram of a virtual reality pop star named Hatsune Miku. Uh, Miku, who is, char- is characterised as a 16-year-old girl with long turquoise pigtails and giant saucer-shaped eyes, is a bit of a phenomenon in Japan. She's actually a computer programme. <laughs> Look at his little face. How is he 35? He looks about 15. Oh, God. Oh, that's... Oh, you awful bastard. 
a uh, picture of him with his wife. No, oh, don't, don't rise to it. Uh, hold on, let's get him up. Where is he? He's a good boy. <laughs> he's well pleased with himself. He's like, he's like, I'm married a hologram. Yeah, you're insane. You've absolutely lost your mind. You've been on the Tide Pod so hard. Oh, he's on the Tide Pod diet. Forget the carnivore diet. He's on the fucking Tide Pod diet. Oh, Jesus, married mother of... Uh. Anyway, she's actually a computer program and has had chart-topping songs and sell-out concerts where she appears as a hologram. Um, but for uh, uh, Aki Hiko Kondo, the relationship is a bit more personal. I'm in love with her. Oh, Howie, I'm in love with the whole concept of Miku, but I got married to the Miku of my house. What? I'm in love with the whole concept of uh, Hatsune Miko, but I got married to the Miko of my house. What does that mean? <sighs> okay. Uh, the Miko of his house... Oh, let's right. <laughs> just read on. The Miko of his house is a personalized hologram of the singer that floats inside a $2,800 desktop capsule. A personalized hologram he loves so much that he paid 17 grand on a formal ceremony at a hall in Tokyo that was witnessed by 40 guests. Uh, the hologram couldn't make it to the ceremony, so she was represented by a stuffed doll likeness. <laughs> oh, pass the tide. Please, pass the tide pods. I can't take it anymore. A stuffed doll representation of a hologram. <laughs> oh, well, it's very meta. I, this is all a bit Inception, isn't it? This is, this is Inception for the Tide Pod generation. Uh, I've never cheated on a Harry. I've never cheated on an elite. I've always been in love with the Miku son. Uh, he said of his bride. They've been living together since March. Well, that's quite a whirlwind romance. Um, he considers himself an ordinary married man. His holographic wife wakes him up every morning and sends him off to job at the school. Um, toss him off, or do they have? Do they engage in some sort of? holographic coitus does she peg him with a holographic strap on in the evening uh, when he tells her by cell phone that he's coming home he's insane he needs to be stopped uh, she turns on the lights later she tells him when it's time to go to bed um, yeah this is why people in Japan aren't breeding because they're marrying holograms and you can't get a hologram pregnant even in 2018 uh, he sleeps alongside the doll version of her that attended the wedding complete with the wedding ring that fits around her left wrist cute um oh who gave you permission to be so cute uh condo's marriage might <laughs> might not have any legal standing but that doesn't bother him ah. uh, he even took his miku doll to a jewelry shop to get the ring at gatebox the company that produces the hologram device featuring miku uh it has issued a marriage statement uh, which certifies that a human and a virtual character have wed beyond dimensions these uh, in interdimensional uh, hologram uh, weddings are uh, they're secretly controlling the world with the uh, white liberal globalist elite they're having these uh, insane interdimensional sex orgies uh, where they drink uh, the blood of holographic children and then they <laughs> and then they dine on each other's uh, sl slathered peens Gondo's not alone he, uh, either. He says Gatebox has issued more than 7,500 certificates of cross-dimensional marriages. And some people have even sent him supportive messages. Some people. Uh, there must be some... Uh, 
Ha, we. There must be some people who can't come forward and see that they want to hold a win. I want to give them support of pushing that light. Say it's okay to marry what you want, even if it's an inanimate object or not even an object. It's just a holographical representation of a cartoon character of a 16-year-old blue-eyed girl in that light. I just think that love knows no boundaries in that light. Pass the fucking Tide Pods and that. <laughs> Uh, even in a country obsessed with anime, Kondo's wedding shocked many people, but he wants to be recognised as a sexual minority. Of course he does. Uh, you can't imagine dating a flesh and blood woman. It's simply not right. As if you were trying to, t- trying to talk a gay man into dating a woman, or a lesbian into a relationship with a man. Alright mate, you, you don't, you're not hurting anybody. You just, you know, you make, if, as long as you're making yourself happy, and you're not hurting anyone, just you know, crack on, mate. You you have my full blessings. I love you. I love you as a brother, as a human, as a lobster. Uh, diversity in society has long been called for, he added. It won't necessarily make you happy to be bound to the template of happiness in which a man and a woman uh, marry and bear children. All right. Uh, I believe we must consider all kinds of love and all kinds of happiness. His mother did not attend the wedding. Uh, <laughs> well, I wish him the best of luck. I hope him and Miku are very happy. I hope uh, he is satisfied in both love, emotional sustenance, and uh, raging boners. Right, Caffeine by Urban Dawn. It's off the same hospital compilation. I'm not paid by them. Uh, I, there are other compilations of Liquid Drum and Bass are available. Uh, I do not take bribes. I would take a bribe.
Monkey Z in the chat saying, can I marry a company? That's not a bad idea. I could marry Amazon, sit it out for a couple of years, then divorce and take half, uh, half of Amazon's shit. In fact, I might think about that. If I get killed now, just investigate Bezos. That's Caffeine by Urban Dawn. Nice bit of gear. Nice, uh, yeah, nice little nugget. Nice. Uh, Righty, 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 righty. Okay, UK company giving employees days off to masturbate. Finally. Finally, if only I worked for a company. If only I married a company. A British firm is offering employees days off to masturbate. Masturbate, you know, but... Oh, fuck off, uni lad. Jesus, come on, just enough of the bloody... uh, You know, trying to be funny. That's my job, trying to be funny. Uh, Lello UK um, is offering out self-love days to its workers. How do you need a whole day? Just give me five minutes. <laughs> give me five minutes alone with the internet and a Tide Pod. Uh, now, <laughs> now, fair enough. Uh, it is a sex and intimacy brand, but a step in the right direction all the same. Woke, even. On these special days, uh, on these special days, employees are encouraged to take the day to fulfil themselves. As reporter of the Mirror, the firm believes this will improve happiness, reduce stress, and boost positivity. Lello carried out a survey to justify their day of jerking. Uh, out of two thousand Brits, seventy-eight percent said orgasms make them happier. So, what is there? Was there twenty-two percent of people say no? Orgasms make me thoroughly miserable. Godspeed, yeah, Godspeed the poor souls that don't get satisfaction from them. Sixty-six percent said they feel more productive after um, arriving. This is almost unreadable as an actual news story because they're trying to fancy it up with poor attempts at humour. Like I said, my job. Uh, Rachel Nosofo, spokesperson at Lello UK, said, being sexually fulfilled and satisfied is something that we at Lello UK feel is a basic human right, and it's completely free. Uh, And as a result of this research, we're delighted to introduce a new initiative where we are offering our UK employees the opportunity to take up to four days a year as self-love days. (whistles) Damn, a whole day of onanism. Imagine that. By the end of the year, all their male employees are just going to have like one absolutely jacked arm. Uh, We hope our UK staff use them to do whatever they want to explore their happiness and what makes them tick and just explore their bodies. You know, just no judgment. Just get their hands involved. Just no areas are off limits. Just exploring the feelings, you know, the sights, the sounds, the smells of their body. No judgment. Just really just investigating all of the crevices. Use a hand mirror if you need to explore some of the areas underneath more visually. Okay, thanks, Rachel. Uh, not so far. Um, so, yeah, then there's some more just general rubbish witterings from Unilad, and that's about it. Teen involved in sex tape with married couple, uh, with married colleague finally speaks out. Uh, a teenage Tesco employee who got caught having sex with a colleague and described the moment of madness, which turned her life upside down. Um, yeah, I, I feel like we might have reported on this, or maybe at least me and, uh, me and James did on the radio. Yes, I think we did. So this is a couple uh, who worked in Tesco's. Well, no, they're not a couple. They're two colleagues who worked in Tesco's, and they got filmed 
some perv filmed them through a window and then released the video. That should probably be illegal. And, uh, yeah, the dude's just munching this girl out and uh, they're just having at it. And, yeah, that was it. Her friends, uh, her family have been calling her the Kim Kardashian of Norwich. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, is this an up-to-date story? Where's the where's the date in this? There are no dates on Unilad things. This my, this is my first experience with Unilad, and I am not impressed. Um, yeah, I think this is old news. It's old news, fake news. It's just shit, Sh- shit, mate. Forget it. Metro sperm is being killed off by climate change. Deceiving headline, Metro. Deceiving headline. What does that make you think? That's going to make you think that human sperm are in some way being killed off by climate change, and you think. People live in hotter countries than, than where I... Is it, than, but how, how does that work? A rise in temperature caused by climate change could pose a significant threat to male fertility, research shows. Similarly deceptive, Metro. Researchers at the University of East Anglia found that five days of heatwave temperatures was enough to severely damage the sperm of, wait for it, red flower beetles. <sighs> they found that a second heatwave, ten days later, almost sterilised the males completely. Okay, so you have to get three paragraphs into the story before you work out that it's not about humans and has absolutely nothing to do with humans. Lucy Middleton of the Metro, you schneid. Uh, (laughs) This is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, okay, so... But... It's clickbait nonsense. I've risen to it. I've risen to it, and I'm no better than the Metro, quite honestly. Okay. Infowars has been hacked, and Alex Jones is making wild claims about who did it. <laughs> what a surprise. What do you expect? It's like, he comes out and goes, yeah, we've been hacked. Um, don't really see any sort of conspiracy behind this. I imagine it's just, you know, it's just some hackers trying to get like money out of it. I, I don't imagine it runs any deeper than that. Um, no way. I think it's, you know, obviously we need to step up our security. We're working with the security firm to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Sorry to any InfoWars listeners or watchers. Uh, Luckily, none of the data has been leaked. So, yeah, we really don't don't believe that it's any more complicated or conspiratorial than that. No, obviously he thinks it's the fucking shape-shifting lizards from outer space of coming, the interdimensional child molesters and the white liberal elite or the globalists, uh, the globalist elite, they're uh, they're travelling through time and space and through the multiverse to uh, come and uh, steal all my Brain Force Plus tablets and the super male vitality that we sell on the website and uh, they're actually, uh, they've put a probe inside my anus which is controlling my thoughts and the only way to get it out is for your wife to peg me. Uh, no, Alex. I, I, uh, I, I think I, I don't think she wants to do that. It's, I'm afraid it's an it's an it's an issue of national importance, a national security issue. You're you're, you're going to have to you're going to have to allow your wife to peg me. No, Alex. No more pegging. Uh, when a hacker attacks a commercial website, they're generally looking to steal credit card details or other valuable data. But the highly controversial conspiracy theorist Alex Jones has a different idea about why the online shop which funds his website Infowars has been attacked. Shocking stuff. Uh, the Cyber Shock Jock. <laughs> the Cyber Shock Jock's digital emporium is notorious for selling vitamin products with names like Super Male Vitality and Brain Force Plus. This is the sort of stuff I should be doing with Threshold. This is how I make a pound note out of it. Selling moody vitamin pills. Go on, I could be like Gillian McKeith or like one of those Yeah, one of those bloody quacks that they roll out on Channel 4 morning shows. They kind of go, oh, well, actually, what do you need is some juice plus. Oh, that'll cure AIDS. Like, there we get, yeah, I could sell, like, I don't know, the threshold lobster made out of powdered lobsters or something. It gives you a boner you can chop wood on. 
That's the sort of shit I should be doing. That's how I should be turning the pound note. Moody supplements. Uh, in a statement, Alex Jones said the InfoWars store was hacked within the last 24 hours. Jones said the attackers then uh, reported this to the establishment corporate press uh, in an attempt to scare businesses away uh, from the InfoWarsStore.com. Right out. Uh, Metro understands that Jones was contacted by two different news sites and then published his statement on InfoWars before the article went live. Uh, Jones, who was recently banned from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, went on to claim that he was under attack by a lefty, a lefty spooks, uh, globalists uh, from Silicon Valley and the Chinese government. The communists are trying to get in. Uh, the communists, again, are trying to set up shop inside my anus. Actually, inside the colon, they're trying to start a, a small gulag inside the colon, and I won't stand for it. I, for one, won't stand for it. Uh, this is a zero-day hack, probably carried out by leftists. Uh, stay, uh, stay, <laughs> leftists stay behind networks, hiding inside U.S. intelligence agencies. Oh, God, he said. Bottom line, this action is a, cons a cons concerted effort to deplatform InfoWars by big tech, the Communist Chinese, and the Democratic Party. Oh, God. He's, he's mad. He's so, so mad. So, so, so mad. Um, all right, let's. Uh, what have we got on here? Ooh. Um, Optive Inception Gydra Remix. This looks fine. Start loosening those laces.
Yes, indeed. Uh, that's Optive with Inception, remixed by Gydra. It's on uh, Dutty Audio. Imagine that. All right, all right, all right. Tide Pod News. Tide's new packaging looks exactly like boxed wine and people want to drink it. I can confirm that it definitely does. There it is. Oh, baby Jesus. Yep, pass me a pint glass. I'm filling up. I'm going all the way in. I'm going balls deep into the Tide experience. The Tide is high and I'm holding on. Uh, Just when the craze of eating Tide Pods seem to have passed from our memories... The company have changed their packaging to a design which resembles boxed wine. If you thought people wouldn't find laundry detergent appealing to drink, well, you'd be sensible. But unfortunately, in our messed up world, in our crazy messed up world, uh, you'd be wrong. The strange craze seemed to begin uh, when people realised the brightly coloured squashy tied tablets apparently resembled some sort of sweet treat uh, and started to dare each other to eat them. It would be somewhat understandable if it wasn't uh, if it was an unsuspecting child reaching to the dangerous detergent, but there were more than a few instances of teenagers willingly putting the poisonous substance in their mouth as part of the Tide Pod challenge. Like I said, our world is messed up. Who's this? Emily Brown of Unilad. The good news is Tide are now releasing their detergent in a more eco-friendly packaging, hopefully bringing an end to the Tide Prod Challenge once and for all. The bad news is the new packaging it looks exactly like a box of wine. According to CNN, creator P&G changed the detergent's container in order to adapt uh, for online deliveries, as well as making their products more environmentally friendly. The box features a twist to open pour for the detergent, a pull-out stand and a measuring cup, uh, shot glasses... <laughs> And uh, slices of lemon and salt uh, to measure the detergent, uh, not to show you how much you're supposed to drink. All of it. Drink the whole lot. Come on, drink it. Of course, don't. Uh, of course, you hope uh, anyone old enough to recognise the packaging as a box of wine would know the soapy contents would not make for a tasty drink. But after the ridiculousness of the pod challenge, nothing seems certain anymore. People are marrying fucking holograms. Uh, women are stealing dildos. Housewives are horny. Uh, you know, it's just a desolate post-Brexit wasteland. And, uh, you know, we're all... They say if you stare long enough into the void, the void stares into you. And I think if you stare long enough into the tide, the tide stares into you. Stare long enough into the memes, and the memes will stare into you. Let's hope there's some sort of child-proofing that would protect drunken hands from making this foul-tasting mistake. Uh, the taste of it's subjective, Emily of uh, Unilad. Some people might think it's delicious, just putting that out there. And actually, the people that think that's delicious might find your statement quite triggering. Just, just saying. You know, there are Tide Podders out there that, you know, are easily offended. And uh, I think it should be illegal to offend them. Uh <sighs> One joke, oh uh, yeah, okay, I think that's enough about Tide. I think it's, it's been quite a Tide pod heavy show today and uh, we should probably try and find some sex robot news to balance it out. Um, what else do we have? Oh, massive penises spray painted on several front doors in same street. Good, good news. Uh, giant penises have been spray painted on the front doors of several houses in Fallowfield, Manchester. The graffiti artist struck on Lady Barn Road on Saturday night, leaving at least six homes on the street vandalised. Some of the houses were student accommodation. Um, 
Yeah, get it up. It's a classic cock. It's a beauty. It's everything you'd want it to be. Let's get rid of that bloody tide thing as well. No need for that, is there? Yes, lovely stuff. That is good. That is a good bit of gear. Pleased about that. There you go. One student said, We came home from a night out on Saturday and there was a big cock on the door. Hold on a second. That's a four-letter word beginning with K and they've asterisked out the last three letters. What, what, what word could that be? Knob? Um, the general consensus is that it's pretty funny, but it's also a bit annoying. The paint is pretty thick and it's going to be hard to get it off. Esme Windsor, a third-year student at Manchester Metropolitan University, told The Tab, We aren't too bothered about uh, when it goes, uh, when it gets sorted out. It's not bothering us, really. We kind of think it's funny. Anyway, past the Tide Pods. Uh, but Esme also said that some older local residents had also had their doors graffiti and, and they were not so amused. One pensioner on the street said she had recently spent 600 quid on a new front door after the old one had been kicked in by a vandal. Uh, on Monday morning, her door was being cleaned, but remnants of the spray paint could still be seen, leaving the outline of a shadowy peen. She said, I'm really upset by it. Nowhere seems to be safe nowadays. Yeah, I mean, pfft, all right, students spraying cocks on the doors of other students. Sure, sure. Part for the course, part and parcel. But, you know, not on the doors of the elderly who've just spent £600 on a nice new door. Just don't do it. Um, anyway, let's, uh, let's have a little look-see. Oh, yeah, male escort reveals most popular request he gets for £400 to... Si oh, sorry, £400 to $6,000 services. Wow. A male escort has revealed how he uh, packed, his packed in his corporate job to pursue a career as a male escort, now charging between 400 and 6,000 Aussie dollars. That's between seven pounds and 35 quid. Uh, speaking on the morning show, Ryan James... I don't know why that's tickling me so much. Speaking on the morning show, Ryan James, 31, said he was inspired by a previous girlfriend who worked in the same industry and he quit his financial role. Um, I didn't tell them, I didn't tell my family at first. Well, I did get started to tell my friends pretty quickly, and uh, they all thought it was a fucking right laugh, mate, getting paid till I take birds out for dinner and stuff, mate. My family found out a little bit later. It was kind of a mixed reaction, like they were pretty pleased with us out earning a fucking pound note and that, mate, but they wouldn't know if it was doing it for shagging and that, getting paid for shagging. James explains his most popular request was a dinner date. Cute. Uh, which involves an evening uh, evening meal with a woman and all of the usual mealtime chat that comes with it before heading back to a hotel and having her peg him into oblivion. No, it's just uh, James refers to this as luxury date night package, charging three and a half Aussie, three and a half thousand Aussie dollars, roughly twenty English pounds, <laughs> for six hours of pampering, um, or four and a half thousand uh, dollars, roughly twenty five English pounds. Uh, for an overnight sleepover with a bit of brekkie in the morning. Jesus, an extra grand. Extra third, that's about an extra seven pounds for a sleepover in the, in the morning. I hope he pays for breakfast as part of that. He says he finds his work pretty fucking rewarding, mate. Speaking to the Daily, uh, Daily Mail uh, a while back, James also explained that uh, typically women aren't just looking for sex from the experience. Pretty much every single client that I've had has been interested in some kind of companionship in the way, mate. And not all of them are just absolutely deranged sexual terrorists. You know, you can tell by the look on the face. 
Um, from what I see, men are more focused on the sexual side of things. I've never had a woman offer to pay me to dump on her chest. Let's put it that way, mate. I've never had to indulge myself in a Saudi shines the party. Uh, he explained the youngest client he had was 20, wow, which is a bit of a rarity, but said most people uh, would be surprised to see the range of women he calls clients. Many of the women I see could easily go to a bar and pick up a guy and have sex that way, he explained, but they want a different experience and they're happy to pay me thousands of fucking dollars, mate, to take them out for dinner. They're out of their fucking minds. Uh, yes, well, it's been pretty different to working in finance. Yeah, I bet it has. I bet it has. Right, uh, Infinity, DC Breaks. I think it might be with uh, Brolex as well. Don't know. Maybe. Bloody good record, though. Trainer tosser.
Infinity, DC Breaks. Very, very nice. Mm. Oh, Mr. DC with his baseline, so are you spoiling us? Righto, righto, righto. Beast from the East returns with mini Ice Age. Temperatures to hit UK. Dominic Smithers of Lab Bible reports, 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 reports. Besides death and taxes, there are very few certainties in life. But one thing you can bank on is British weather letting you down. Fuck you, Smithers. Talking trash about British weather. How dare you? That is uh, that is un-English. That is unpatriotic. Get out. Um, in some ways, we deserve it. Why? We got too cocky, then be- became too arrogant. We thought that the July sunshine would last forever. <laughs> we did, we did. We, we, we truly did. Uh, we actually believe the days of miserable, washed summer holidays were well and truly behind us. But like the cruel mistress that British weather is, the rug was pulled from under us, and we find ourselves caught once again in the midst of the painful desert of winter. That's a weird thing to say. And apparently it's coming quicker than you think, and will be colder than you can possibly imagine. Fucking verbose, Dominic Smithers. Get ready for The Beast of the East Part 2, the worst sequel of all time. Get your act together. According to forecaster Piers Corbin. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, the brother of Jeremy Corbin. For a second, I thought it would be fucking Piers Morgan, Jeremy Corbin half-breed. Oh, I can't imagine anything worse. Oh, God, some sort of deranged weather forecasting demigog uh, just ah uh, that'd uh, be too much um uh, according to piers corbin uh temperatures are set to plummet and the uk could see a weather pattern similar to a mini ice age mini ice fuck off uh, which happened during the mid 17th century and saw britain's hold fares on the frozen river thames God, imagine that a beast from the east i've had it with these Foreign weather fronts coming over here, aren't they? They're coming over here, blowing over our garden furniture, yeah? Blowing up our, our women's blouses, coming over here, these foreign... Oh, this Brexit can't come soon enough. As soon as Brexit comes along, all the... Or the foreign, they, they'll have to stop at the border, won't they, all these European weather conditions? <laughs> uh, all right. I, well, I, for one, embrace our new mini Ice Age overlords. I think it's about time to, um, you know, to sort of freeze off the sin and the debauchery of the UK, and uh, maybe we can, you know, get rid of some of the some of the Tide Podders and uh, return to something somewhat sensible, resembling uh, the 1700s. Yeah, why not? And then we could all uh, die of cholera. Oh, God. Uh, there will be a risk of travel disruption. Yeah, no shit. Through this period with volatile, stormy weather combined with the uh, cold, bringing the risk of winter thunderstorms and outbreaks of thunder snow. Thunder snow? Oh, God, that sounds terrifying. Oh, thunder snow. Uh, what we are looking at is a pattern of circu- uh, circulation similar to that which was observed during the mini ice age. It's probably fake news, isn't it? Uh, the Met Office said the country could be in for a bout of cold weather and increased chances of snow. Okay, so the Met Office, uh, their prediction area is a little bit more restrained than <laughs> hypersonic turbo thunder snow that bloody Corbyn's maniac brother is, uh, Corbyn's twisted half-brother <laughs> is on about. Um, 
Yeah, the, uh, the, the thunder snow is going to wash away all of the corrupt bourgeoisie and finally uh, make, make way for the rise of the proletariat. All right, well, I look forward to that. Button up, folks. Uh, thanks, Dominic Smithers of Lad Bible. After graduating from Leeds University with a degree in French and history, Don went on to gain an NCTJ journalism qualification. Since then, he has worked as a reporter for the Manchester Evening News and the Macclesfield Express, covering news, uh, court, sports and politics. Dominic Smithers has 639 followers on Twitter. Wow. His Twitter handle is at Dom Smithers Lad. <laughs> oh, fuck my old boots. Right, come on, let's have one more bit uh, to play us out. Uh, right, and to play us out, high contrast, remind me. Wesley Snips. Oh, shall we just run away together? Run away from these cruel, cruel people who'll never understand our love. We can go and live in Japan with the man who married a hologram. They seem blissfully happy. Oh, Wesley Snips.
Remind Me by High Contrast off his Night Gallery album. Ah. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Why not? Why bloody not? Hey. 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 Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yep, it's a thumbs up from me. The thumbs up from you, Wesley Snips. I love you, Rankin. Oh, cheers, mate. You're fucking good boy, aren't you? All right, all right. Rock the house. We've heard, we've heard enough from you already. Look, this just leaves me with time to shout out the VIP list, a wonderful collection of lobsters that are helping to support this show and to support the station as a whole. If you want this show to keep going every morning, then please do support us on, I say us, well, me and, me and Snips. Support us on uh, Patreon, and if you support with $10 a month or more, you get your name on the VIP list, along with Nicholas Gonclaus, Tom Ryan, Reese Mosson, Squidgy Beats Parsons, Paulie Hutton, Sierra and R, Michael Kozierski, Matthew Tompkins, Dave Long, Joel Potter, Carl Murphy, Sam Howard, Tony J, Richard Patterson, Jack Murphy, Tom Cam, Stephen Harris, Matthew Boulard, Zara Pickle, Jerome Van Thunderbart, Mike Pye, Anthony Walker, and Lily Unsub. A powerful bunch of bad motherfuckers out there for a better way of life, better quality, a morning meme. Better quality of lobster brain. Look, thank you very much for listening. I will be back tomorrow at 10am. Tomorrow at 3pm, we'll be ranking records. On Friday, Justin from Counter-Strike is going to be in. Uh, He's he's a real-life man, and he makes drum and bass, and he's not ashamed of it, which is a rare treat, because you do find a lot of uh, drum and bass producers there. They're like, you're like, oh, so um, what sort of music do you make? They're like, drum and bass. Sorry, what's that? <laughs> neurofunk. Oh, is that a get out of our country club? We have no neurofunk producers in here. Get out. We do not want your kind in here. No way. Neurofunk producers, they're in a press class now, and um, I, for one, won't stand for it. Anyway, I love you all dearly. Uh, you can download the podcast. This is a podcast. Get it every day. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, don't be afraid to give me a five-star review on iTunes. That helps bump it up the, up the charts. And uh, really, the aim of this show is to knock Armin Van Buren's State of Trance podcast off the top spot. I think that's something we can all get behind. I think that is, that's the sort of community spirit that I was talking about last night. With the cure of the done, that if we could all get behind the simple, achievable dream of knocking Van Buren <laughs> off the top spot, you know, and just watching him in his in his loose fitting white shirt tumble off the face of the earth, uh, taking his entire trance family with him. Uh, I'm not saying we go to war with the trance family. There's a lot of them, and uh, so far the Lobster Crew group is only about 105 people, but in many ways, I do see parallels between the Lobster Crew and the Spartans from 300. I mean, a l- really, m- like, the dudes in the Facebook group, they are jacked. Just, oh, just bodied up. Just absolutely tonked. Just jacked to the gills. I mean, they're on the roids. They're unashamed about it, though. Just rippling six-pack abs. All the dudes in there just like, ugh. The girls as well, like they're they're athletic, like you know, and they're they're they just got crazy swords swordsmanship, sword skills, and just like speed attacks. And together, they're they are an almost unstoppable force. But can they take on the hordes of the trance family? 
That's what, well, that's what we're going to find out. Maybe when we get to 300 people in the Lobster Crew Facebook group, that, that could be something that we'd all meet up and have a little chat around. Maybe we can force the trance family to have to come down quite a narrow corridor. Maybe in fabric, we could, we could get them cordoned in the sort of stairs. You know, the sort of windy stairs that everyone sits on when they're all pinged up and they don't really know what to do with themselves. We could get them to sort of come... We could take the higher ground at the top of the stairs and then we could just keep, you know, lashing, lobbing pingers at them. And they've got no constitution, the trans family. They'll just... They'll crumble after three or four pingers. You watch them. Honestly, their faces will fall. And slowly, one by one, we managed to pick them all off. One and a half million of the trans family fallen in fabric. I don't know how they got them all in there in the first place. Oh, and the lobster crew just ascend to the heights of, of sort of gods. Like, yeah, in many ways we are like gods, I would say. Uh, we're sort of lobster, the lobster gods. You reckon, Snips? Oh, undoubtedly. Very different uh, different voice every time you speak there, Wesley Snips. I'm not sure you, you really know yourself as a... You're not really an, an actualised entity just yet. Anyway, I witter on. Uh, I will see you tomorrow at 10. I love you all very much. Uh, God bless. Go out there and do some, do some good in the world and don't let your memes be dreams. I'll see you tomorrow.